ho-hum. I'm a giant ground sloth eating avocados in Pleistocene South America, just minding my own business. Wait, what the heck? Something's on my back. Ouch! Wait, what was that? Oh no, it's wrestling me to the ground. Wait, wait, no, those teeth. Oh no, it's a... Ah, there's blood everywhere! Help! It's a Smilodon! Also known as a saber-toothed tiger. No! Welcome to Extinction Events! Wow, that intro. How come we haven't always done intros like that? That was I, next level. This must be like the season finale or something. I, I Wait, are we doing a season finale? We just did a special episode. Right. I, <laughs> <laughs> Technically, this is the last episode of the third season, uh, but I wasn't going to really make it a big thing, you know? Not after the 29th episode's extravaganza. No, I'm still recovering. Hard to follow that up. Uh, well, here we are, episode 30. We are doing Smilodon, also known as the Sabertooth Tiger. I've been hearing you talk about Smilodon this whole time, and it never registered to me that that was also the Sabertooth Tiger. It is, though. It's the same thing. It's uh, But, like, two very different, paints two different b- pictures, really. Sabertooth Tiger <laughs> is like a saber, a giant sword, you know, for teeth. And Smilodon is... Happy guy. Well, it seems like a, a mascot at a dentist's office. <laughs> it's, someone would be like, you can either fight the Smilodon or the Sabertooth Tiger. <laughs> Easy choice. Um, question. Have you been to the La Brea Tar Pits? I've walked by them. <laughs> Not officially. I've kind of peeked through the <laughs> okay. the gate they have there. And you're like, oh, so that's it, huh? Okay. Well, this isn't going to mean much to you then. I, I have been. It was a long time ago. And I don't think they had this when I went. Uh, um, they've redone it. And they've added this show. It's called the Ice Age Encounter Show. And they bring onto stage this life-size saber-toothed tiger. And there's a video online of this if you watch it. And, like, it's kind of realistic looking. It has fur that looks real. And there's, like, a dude in the suit moving around. Okay, okay. Uh, But it's big. And it's got... It looks scary. And you can just hear in the audience a child crumbling inside. (laughs) Just, like... (laughs) They're screaming. It's... It's traumatic. Are you sure it's just not the guy in the suit? <laughs> he has to put on the suit every day. <laughs> in like 112 degree Los Angeles heat. There's another video of when they unveiled the puppet thing for the first time and they like walked it down the street and you could tell it was like the first time this guy had ever walked in this suit. It just looks terrible. Like I it's great. If you have a chance, go watch those videos. <laughs> well, that's all I got about uh, to warm you up. That Let's was my get warm started, up. Okay. Huh?
The Smilodon, also known as the saber-toothed tiger, perhaps the most famous extinct mammal. Debatable. D- debatable? Dodo. Okay, yeah. I, sure. But top three, right? Woolly mammoth. Saber-toothed tiger. Dodo. I, that would round out my top three most famous extinct mammals. Dodos, saber-toothed tigers, um, woolly mammoth. Okay. So perhaps one of the most top three famous extinct mammals. They've been featured in TV shows, movies, comics, and it's easy to see why. Those teeth. But even though they're so popular, we actually don't really know a lot about this animal. We've found lots and lots of Smilodon remains, but there's still a lot of mystery surrounding them. So what do we know? First off, they weren't tigers. What? (laughs) Okay, so this is now the second tiger that we've profiled that isn't actually a tiger. The first being Tasmanian tiger. Yeah, and then what was... Pretty lax naming standards <laughs> yeah. for these extinct animals. They were a totally separate thing. They're a now extinct lineage that is distantly related to modern cats. Very mm-hmm. distant. Mm-hmm. There were three different species of Smilodons in the Americas that varied in size from about 120 to over 900 pounds. So some were really big, but on average they would have been around the size of a lion but twice as heavy, very stocky. Hmm. They were very meaty. Um, And what's even crazier about this tiger name is that they wouldn't probably have even looked very cat-like at all, more like a bulldog. (laughs) (laughs) And they probably moved more like a bear than a tiger. So now you've just changed the perception in my mind. Like my whole life growing up, it's like this (laughs) sleek, you know, assassin with uh, these uh, samurai sword teeth and now you just changed it into basically a a walking can opener (laughs) it's sort of a mix between the two you don't have to throw your whole childhood away just that it wasn't built for running Mm -hmm. Uh, you know it had short legs short tail it was built for puncturing a a (laughs) tiny triangle in some creamed corn uh it was built for close range combat and wrestling down its prey because it had very bulky forearms it had big thumb claws and this like outlandishly big neck (laughs) (laughs) i like how you say that like it was a a wardrobe choice (laughs) Like he came in to a party late. <laughs> like, oh my, what a neck choice. <laughs> uh, what I'm getting at is that if you put all of these features together, you're going to get a powerful animal that was built to take down behemoths like giant ground sloths and bison. And um, we've kind of talked about how it looks, but I've printed out a picture Ah, an yes. art- artist rendering for you to look at. Time for me to shine. <laughs> yes. Here you go. Allow me to paint you a picture <laughs> through the medium of radio. Uh, wow. Okay, so I'm looking at this saber-toothed tiger, and my can opener bit was pretty accurate. <laughs> the teeth are much less like 
swords and more like hmm big thorns big rose thorns oh or, wait 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 okay. okay okay just imagine like a a female lion uh a little bit of spots on it and then some comically big teeth on the sides that's what i'm looking at what surprised me about the illustrations i saw was that the face seems more flat than you would expect mm -hmm. and also i guess i didn't know that it had a tiny little stubby tail oh yeah 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 there you go it's a short little stubby tail with black end on it it looks like somebody took a regular lion's tail and and lit a fuse lit it like a fuse in it and like came down to a charcoal <laughs> right. burnt tip also the neck it's outlandish it is not at all with how the flintstones have rendered to them We do know that they were big game hunters because not only have we found remains of ground sloths in their stomachs, but also horses, bison, and even mammoths. Now, most of this stomach content has been found at the La Brea Tar Pits. And if you don't know what those are, it's this big asphalt seep in the middle of Los Angeles. Sounds like all of Los Angeles, really. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> uh, Ten to 40,000 years ago, animals would just kind of walk into this thing and get stuck and die. So far, over 2,500 saber-toothed tigers, like f whole skeletons, have been found in these pits. That's not including the little other bits. 2,500. What? Yeah. That seems a little ridiculous. It no wonder they went extinct. <laughs> They're just walking in the death pits by the thousands. <laughs> Uh, and, um, we actually don't know what its coat looked like. That is just a, when you were looking at it, I, mm. it's just an artist representation of what it might All the ones like. that they pull out of the tar pits are just black, so it's hard to tell. Yeah, they're covered, sure, mm. covered in tar. Uh, you know, it could have been striped, spotted, rainbow colored. Covered in tar. <laughs> could have been in tar. Uh, but because Smilodon were most likely ambush predators, just like early humans. That means they would have gotten very close to their prey before taking it down, as opposed to running it down. They likely would have lived in forested habitats. They were pouncers. They, yes. And, um, you know, the forested areas are better for ambush hunting techniques. And so that means they probably did have a pattern of some sort. But, but who knows what that looked like. And there's a lot of debate. Something outlandish, no <laughs> doubt. Maybe some paisley. <laughs> houndstooth. Oh, Smilodon, Houndstooth. That's what go. I'm going with. There's a lot of debate in the scientific community about how it actually killed its prey. Uh, but right now, the leading theory is that they wrestled the prey down to the ground, then used its big teeth to lay down one precise deadly chomp probably on the neck severing a major artery and then waiting for it to bleed out right now that's the like top that theory. they use their giant teeth to kill their prey yeah hmm wonder how they came to that conclusion I, well i don't know if you remember the introduction but saying it would have snuck up pounced on you from a very close distance mm-hmm 
wrestled you down to the ground and then laid the chomp. And I do remember from the opening that the victim was sort of narrating this as it was happening, describing where they were in time and place, (laughs) and just giving us a real play-by-play of everything that they were experiencing as it was happening. Prehistoric journaling. Live journaling to everybody. (laughs) Okay, well, I've sort of been teasing you here with a a long drawn out description of this animal and how it might have hunted and this whole time I think you've probably just wanted me to get to the interesting bit which is the teeth I was going to say the teeth let's talk about teeth saber toothed tigers obviously known for their teeth I had no idea, but in prehistoric mammals, the saber-tooth feature has evolved like four to seven different times. There's other saber-tooth? Yeah. Animals? Yes. No. It was pretty popular. It was not unique to the Smilodon. I'm not going to go through all of them, but there was a thylacosmilus. Oh. What's that? I don't know. It looked kind of like a thylacine. Okay. These creatures went extinct a long time ago. Okay. Uh, the Gorgonops, which sounds like a mythological creature, uh, but it, this existed before even dinosaurs, and it looked kind of like a a lizard dog. Is the only way I could describe it. The Gorgonops. Have you seen Small Soldiers? That movie. I'm pretty sure that was one of the characters. Really. Gorgonops. Wow. Gorgon. I don't know. <laughs> So it's it's happened a lot, but Smilodon did have the longest teeth. I thought you were going to be like, oh, no, there was a saber-toothed cow and a saber-toothed snake. Uh, there was a saber-toothed um, possum. There was a saber-toothed fish. There are and were, yeah. I mean, I just I didn't write them all down. I just had those two because those are the ones that looked cool to me when I <laughs> was looking through stuff. <laughs> Sabertooth otter. That'd have been terrifying, huh? Uh, Hold on. If you could sabertooth one current animal, what would it be? Any animal. Uh I've got mine. I got one too. Okay. What uh giraffe. Ah, excellent. That'd be terrifying. Yeah. How terrifying would that be if you lived on the second floor? <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, do you hear that? What? Do you hear that noise? What noise? I, it sounded like a scratching uh, on the window. Oh, uh, it's fine. We're on the second floor. Nothing's up here. No, it sounded different. It, this was like what? a. It sounded like a tooth or something. It was like hard and. Uh, I think you should come. Look, I I think it might be that giraffe. <laughs> I told you, saber-toothed giraffes aren't real. <laughs> I'm already terrified when I feed a giraffe, (laughs) but (laughs) with those teeth, no, I'm not going to pay the extra 10 bucks to give it the leaves (laughs) at the zoo. (laughs) What about you? I was going to say a tortoise. Whoa, that's a good one. Because I already very much enjoy uh, their chomping action. Yeah. Because it's so slow and... (laughs) Yet vice-like, you know? That would be a really good one. 
So I would like to see it. Wow. I love it. Take a big chomp out of something with some saber teeth. <laughs> lettuce. Yeah. Okay, where were we? Shred some lettuce. <laughs> where are we? So the Smilodon had the longest teeth of all of the saber tooths. Um, they found one that is around 11 inches long. And the Smilodon teeth even have serrated edges like what? On, on the front and the back. What is this, QVC? Are you looking for an evolutionary upgrade to your species? You gotta try the saber tooth. Wow, Tim. Look at the serrated edges here. Now I want you to take a look. See those serrated edges here? Wow. Watch how easily that cuts through this tin can. No. And you're not gonna believe this. Watch, watch it on a tomato here. Wow. wow. See how thin that is? You can see right through I've it. I've never seen a tomato slice that thin. Now imagine that tomato slice is a mammoth. Ooh. You cut up the mammoth, you put a little tomato on there. You got a snack for the kids. <laughs> it slices, it dices, it chops. It also chops diagonally. Mm. Watch how it chops up the fresh garlic here. Can you smell it? Mm. Wow. Uh, you got a hankering for some giant sloth? Do I ever? <laughs> how do you like your giant sloth? You know I'm a bloodhound, Tim. I'm going to say rare on this one. You got guests coming over, you got a, a freezer full of giant ground sloth? Watch this. Chop suey, grill it up in the frying pan. I love Appetizers. this. Appetizers. Oh my gosh. I, Little Gruyere great. on there. Oh. Ground sloth and Gruyere. Perfect combo. Boom. Jeez. Oh, Tell our listeners where they can get this. Oh, that's the best part. All it takes is millions of years of small mutations and reproduction ah. uh, to really embed it into your genes. Boom. Two saber tooth. Well, if it cuts a, a horse hiney off as good as you're showing me here, it's worth it. You know it is. Bam! Chop, chop! Did you know that they had serrated edges? No, why would they have serrated... They're teeth. They're not Ginsu knives. <laughs> but uh, they, they were, kind of. I guess sharks have serrated... Okay, now I take it all back. I'm an idiot. Yes, but I'm think I'm saying specifically saber tooth tiger teeth. I don't th never thought of them as having serrated edges. No, you think of it, it's like a big just sharp bone. Mm -hmm. Not serrated. They just got a little more wicked. <laughs> okay, but here's a serrated can opener. It's like, <laughs> ooh, I'm shaking. Here's the thing: their bite wasn't actually that strong. It was nowhere near the bite of a modern lion. It was closer to a dog's bite, which I know can be pretty powerful, but you know, that's when your your neighbor's dog bites you. It's not um Are you biting the dog or your neighbor's biting your neighbor's biting your dog? <laughs> the dog is biting the neighbor. You okay. Yeah. These animals were by were <laughs> the Smilodons were going after megafauna that had very thick skin. You know, it wasn't a human. So uh -huh. they probably couldn't bite into bone, really, even, without the tooth breaking. Mm. So they may have been sharp and big, but they weren't that strong. And that's why they would have been had to have been very precise in where they bit their prey. It couldn't just chomp at a leg or any random place. It had to be a soft spot. And that's why a lot of people say that the neck would have been a good location, but... There's a lot of debate. Could have been like inner thigh where there's a big giant, you know, 
vein going. But nobody yeah. wants to picture that. That or the stomach. Oh, yeah. You know? Stomach. Uh, so we don't know, but people get really heated about where. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they wrestle the prey to the ground with their muscly bodies. They hold them down. <laughs> then um... Muscly bodies oiled up with tar. <laughs> then maybe one bite to a soft spot, maybe a couple strategically placed bites. And Whisper then... something in the ear. <laughs> and also... Go to sleep now. This was convenient timing. I, as I was getting ready to do this episode yesterday, I was thumbing through my new National Geographic magazine. That's his name drop. And um, there was a article on saber-toothed tigers. And so there's some pictures here if you would like to look at kind of how they're built. And uh, the some... Yeah, it's like twice as big as a regular lion. It would have been terrifying. I was actually probably around the same size as a, as a lion. Not according to this picture, oh, Melissa. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> so, but even if this um, the bite wasn't that strong, uh, those teeth would have still been incredibly effective if used in the right way. The traps on this dude. Sorry, they they have like a muscle cutaway. The traps? Yeah, dude. Delts and traps. And this dude's freaking ripped. His shoulders are yoked. <laughs> Gym's everywhere, bro. No. Can't put it up. Oh. Are you seeing this? This is no joke. A, a freaking falcon with a pigeon in its talons just landed outside of the recording studio. Studio. <laughs> It's looking around. It's like, is this a good place to eat this pigeon? Whoa. Pigeon's very dead. I think he sees us. He sees us. Guys, we had to edit out about 15 minutes worth of audio there while we were captivated by what was happening outside. Time out here. We're doing this record. I'm, you know, just kind of staring out the window as I often do. And what comes fluttering in a falcon with a pigeon in its talons? And he just sat there looking at me. For a while. And then it tore apart the pigeon it had and ate it up. Yeah. It was metal. <laughs> well, what were we talking about? Uh, I think we were talking about <sighs> pigeons. Pigeons. Smile it on. All right, all right. Okay. 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 All right. So you know these teeth, they were effective if used correctly. Also, they could open their jaw really wide. I found varying information on this, but it could be from ninety to one hundred and twenty degrees. Still not as wide as the thylacine, though. Aha! <laughs> Modern lions can only open theirs around 65 degrees. Idiots. So that's a, a huge bite. And in case you were wondering, would those big teeth make it hard for a Smilodon to eat? Because I am always I wonder that every time I see these guys. Mm -hmm. uh, the answer is no. The teeth in the front would cut the meat up, sort of like slice it up. And then they would eat through the sides of the mouth. Uh, the meat would go in through the sides. 
I guess that's pretty normal way to do it. I, <laughs> I guess normal if you're a saber-toothed tiger who eats out of the side of their mouth. <laughs> Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Maybe also you got it coming in through the front, but you're chewing with the side. It sounds like a mess. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a mess. The only real downside I found for the teeth was that those serrated edges got worn down over time. Mm. Getting older, man. Mm. Bummer. Extinction Event is proud to support Prehistoric Times Magazine. Hey, Melissa, uh... I just wanted to take this time to say that, man, what's up with movies? They're pretty good, right? <laughs> Used to be, back when there was original stories. Now everything's a prequel or a sequel yeah. or just sequel to the prequel or some adaptation of a friggin' serial mascot turns into a superhero. Sure. What happened to original content? That's what I'm saying. Where's the OC? I'll tell you where. It's in Prehistoric Times Magazine. Oh, wow, I didn't see that coming. Did you know that Prehistoric Times Magazine features original stories by original storytellers? Yeah, I did know that because I uh, am a subscriber and I read those stories. Well, you're not going to find any regurgitated stories about some board game here. It's all dino stuff. Are you Original talking about Jumanji? Is that what you're talking well, about? I was thinking Battleship. Jumanji was, that was pretty original. Yeah, but they've done. Oh, then a they couple, started doing Yeah. You know, see, that was, I think, three. back in the day, it used to be original. Now everything's a sequel. Right. But you know, I love those Jumanji sequels. They're I'm a big fun. fan. They're fun. They are fun. They kind of remind me of the original content in Prehistoric <laughs> Time magazine. <laughs> yeah. And another thing. Mm. Prehistoric Times is the magazine for dinosaur enthusiasts and collectors. I know. It's great. Some people think you have to go somewhere else if you're a dinosaur collector, but you don't because mm -mm. it's for enthusiasts and collectors. There's not two magazines that you've got to read. It's no. just the one. It's and I know when I went to pick one up, I went, okay, I got the one for the enthusiasts. Where's the <laughs> one for the collectors? And it took me a while, but I figured out, no, it's they're both in one. Wow. Yeah. If you want to subscribe to Prehistoric Times, I would go to prehistorictimes.com. You can do it right there. And I uh, highly suggest that you do. And then when you're flipping through, you might see an ad. Maybe. Depends on what issue you have. For a certain podcast. <laughs> <laughs> During my research, I found some other interesting little mishmash about canine teeth. Did you know that the narwhal tusk is actually a 13-foot long canine tooth? Uh, yes, I did know that. It's, a, <laughs> it's one of those wet blanket facts I like to throw on people who bring up narwhal. I know. You've told me that probably five times on different occasions. When everyone's like, they're the unicorn of the sea. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, if unicorns had one tooth jutting out from their face, you idiots. <laughs> right. It, they only have one tooth, and that's it. Um, hippopotamuses have, hippopotami, have the largest canine teeth on land 
their canine and incisors can grow well over a foot long and they're continuously being sharpened as they grind against each other. But those teeth are only for show. They're, they have absolutely no role in eating and they're herbivores. So. And they're hungry, hungry. Yeah. You might have thought elephants had the biggest canines. With the tusks? Yeah. But those are not canines. They're incisors. Mm. Also, the walrus has really big canines, but they're more for display and also moving them around on the ice. So they're using the teeth. They're like ice picks? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought it was... That's a better visual. When I was thinking about it, I was thinking arms. Ice arms. <laughs> Uh, if you haven't noticed by now, uh, I don't have a whole lot of info about these guys. So I had to get a little creative here. And one thing I found is that we humans love saber-toothed tigers, and we use their likeness quite often. You know, there was a saber-toothed tiger in the 1980s cartoon series, The Thundercats. Who could forget? Right. If you have forgotten the Thundercats was a race of cat-human hybrids. Uh, they were called the Thundarians, and they have the, uh, to flee their home planet, Thundera, and fight bad guys from Third Earth. The main protagonist is a guy called Lion-O. Very popular show. Are we, can we just shift this podcast to be about Thundercats? Cause... We could, yeah. I'm, we have don't have a whole lot left to go through. So, so it was basically a He-Man ripoff, right? <laughs> Well, the falcon's still out there, and he's uh, made quite an upset with the other local birds in the area. Uh, this is Falcon Watch. They're pissed. They want him to get out of here. I get it. If someone came into my neighborhood with somebody they just killed and started ripping them to shreds, and be <laughs> like, but hey, can you take it somewhere else? It's actually really it's relevant to what I was about to say, which was... um. There's a saber-toothed tiger who's Wolverine's I was going to bring it up, and yeah. then I'd be like, what's his name? Let me see. Is it Beast? No, Beast is the other. Is this a saber? What, what's the name? It's Sabertooth. And w- what's funny about this was that originally he was just a serial killer, and then later he turned into a mutant that had sharp teeth and claws. Huh. <laughs> Which reminds me of the falcon outside. Sharp teeth and claws, yeah. Uh, well, not teeth, but beak. Sure. Yeah. See, I was going to bring up before that I thought that the saber-toothed was a very 90s animal. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't even get to the Thundercats thing, which was the saber-toothed character in that was the pet of the Thundercats family. And his name was Kano. Do you remember this? If you showed me a picture, I would. Yeah. Well, but I can't like, draw it from memory. He was purple. Oh. And I was... I would just note that we can't say whether that was historically accurate or oh, not. Oh, true. Because true. we just don't know. We don't. It could be. It was all ruined in the tar pits. <laughs> um, also, the state fossil of California is the Smilodon. Why is there a state fossil? I think it's stupid, too. Uh, why? Yeah, why? We Are just... we all supposed to have pride in that? All right, everybody, let's get back to work. Uh, you know, Kentucky's a great state, and we've already figured out the state bird, the state fish, 
state motto, state flag, state fossil. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Uh, Melissa. Yeah. Uh, we did state bird. Yeah, this is the first one we did. Okay. <laughs> hit, hit me with something new. We got the flower already. Is that? Yep, flower's been logged. Okay, what about rock? I need something spicy okay, okay. here. Okay, how about uh, wheelbarrow? Is there like a wheelbarrow? That 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 just boring enough to work. Yeah. Okay, let's say. Like a two wheeled, three wheeled. Is that a thing? How how many? I feel like a three wheeled wheelbarrow <laughs> might be a little a little too spicy for Kentucky. How about we just go with traditional one wheel? Great. Hold on. Do we have a state state rake? I think we do have a rake. Yeah. The green one. Uh, yeah. I forgot about that. Man, I got real excited for a second. It was it was a good idea. <sighs> the green one just fits. How about hairstyle? Ooh, sta- state hairstyle. Yeah. Like short, long, middle part. curly. What middle, middle part? Pa- middle part. Middle, middle part. part short or long though. Short middle part. Short middle part. Straight. No, long. I want Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> okay. Right. Hey, write a press release. Let's get this out there. This is the official state haircut of Kentucky from now on. Get it out there. I'm on it. Well, I gotta go stamp some stuff. Were you a big fan of Thundercats? Sounds like it. You know, it was... I kind of caught the tail end. I think I had a big wheel, or maybe it was my brother. A big wheel? Yeah. Big wheel up front, and you put your feet on the pedals and go... Bluk, 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 bluk. Is that a Thundercats thing? They had different themed ones, yeah, in the, the in the late 80s, early but, 90s. But did they ride a big wheel? No, the, no, no. Big wheel. Uh, the toys for kids where mm-hmm. there's a big giant wheel up front, mm-hmm. and you sit on it with a little plastic chair. You mean like in The Shining when he's... Like that, but more... Way more plastic. Everything's made out of plastic. <laughs> so you weren't really into the storyline. No clue. You've never. You didn't know what's going on with the saber tooth cat in that story. Most of my relationship with Thundercats is. I see. I saw a couple episodes, but mostly it was like in the toy box. You'd be digging through, and you'd be pick up one. You'd be like, "What the?" <laughs> and it's like Cheetara. <laughs> And you're like, why is this sexy cat lady got so much makeup on? And then you just keep playing. Do you play with her or do you set her down? I think you just like, this makes me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> and then the children who it doesn't make uncomfortable, those are the ones. Who go on to do animal podcasts. <laughs> We strictly, it was like G.I. Joe. That was it. There was no. This is a G.I. Joe house. <laughs> yeah. No. I had a bunch of cousins and neighbors and stuff. It was all. A toy box is a hodgepodge of a bunch of different things. I should have gone on to the military. There was no other <laughs> route for me than my little ponies. I guess maybe that was my gateway ponies. Oh, okay. But I'm not a pony person. I'm I'm kind of scared of horses. Because, uh, but you appreciate them. I appreciate them, but it's like, don't walk. There's like a 90 degree area you can be, and it's the front of them. And then once you go past that, you're at risk you're of being zone. killed. Yeah. Yeah. So, and even standing in front of them, you know, they, they, <gasps> they bite. They bite. <laughs> they bite. Um, horses with saber teeth? 
you couldn't how would you ever approach it would be way more terrifying (laughs) yeah yeah, your zone just where do you where's the safe spot (laughs) so what happened The Smilodon lineage died out a very long time ago, and the extinction story for this one is mostly guesswork. The most recent fossil evidence we have for them dates to around 10,000 years ago, a date we're pretty familiar with by now because a lot of megafauna died out around then. In the Americas, the short-faced bear and the dire wolf also go extinct around this time, and the giant ground sloth, a lot of creatures... Hey, short face. <laughs> short face. <laughs> for Smilodon, uh, the loss of food resources was a popular theory for why they disappeared. Uh, since the Smilodon ate these megafauna, and because most of them died out around them, they could have just run out of food. But actually, we haven't found a lot of evidence for a lack of food leading to extinction. I- and I don't know how they know that. But I think the bones and the teeth tell a different story that there wasn't a loss of food resources. Mm. So then their big teeth get the blame for extinction a lot. The thinking here being that they couldn't just switch to eating smaller animals because their teeth were too big. For instance, like they really couldn't even bite a rabbit. And that is the saddest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) But... uh, Animals like the American lion and cheetah also went extinct around this time, and they didn't have big canines. They could have gone after... They could bite rabbits. (laughs) But they went extinct. Also, this saber-tooth feature has evolved many different times in different creatures, so it looks like it was a pretty good trait to have. Could have withstood some of these things. Mm -hmm. And of course climate change might have factored into the extinction by changing their habitat. Maybe their ambush hunting technique wasn't as effective, you know, and they weren't built to run down the prey. But again, we haven't seen a lot of evidence for food scarcity being a contributing factor. That leaves us with the likely smoking gun. A smoking gun. (laughs) And I think I've made that joke before, but it still kills. Humans with guns. <laughs> Humans with guns. Did we do it again? Um. Okay. We know that early human hunters were hunting the same meat as the Smilodons, but we don't know if they were hunting the saber-toothed tiger. It might have been too great of a foe for us to hunt. Yeah. If I have a choice between, I don't know, a giant sloth to kill. <laughs> Or, you know, ninja sword face. (laughs) Right. Um, And as of now, we don't have evidence of interactions between humans and Smilodons. But since they both hunted similar prey, perhaps they were competing for the dwindling remaining resources. And this could have hurried the extinction along. So maybe we weren't hunting them, but maybe we were hunting their food, and I don't know. But likely, as in most of the extinctions we've done with animals that die out at the end of the last ice age, it was probably a combination of all of the above. Changing climate changes their environment mm-hmm. of the the 
you know, the prey mm -hmm. that they've been depending on. And that number dwindles and, you know, it's a domino effect. But the last Ice Age had humans, which is different from the other Ice Ages. So it seems like there might have been a perfect combination that led to this great extinction of the megafauna. But we don't know. It could have been something else. I don't know. We just haven't discovered it yet. Pretty unsatisfying extinction for me personally some yeah i know sometimes i really get you really get this like wow they really killed him there yeah we just and murdered him just so satisfying right personally to hear about read about be like oh that's a good extinction you know we can close the book on this one no mysteries there right it's like solving a cold case yes uh what is interesting though is that the saber tooth feature could actually evolve again in another animal given enough time. Oh no. <laughs> Don't tell me they're going to go freaking five blade razor on this. How do you upgrade a saber? Another saber. <laughs> Imagine getting chomped down with quad saber. And then the next generation has five sabers and a tiny saber on the chin. <laughs> Humans don't actually need to be worrying about climate change. We need to be putting our scientific efforts into stopping the evolution of a quad saber tooth mammal. That is likely going to happen. I think that was Melissa was about to say. Millions of years in the future. So that was the saber tooth tiger, a precision killer, and uh, I don't know. All around good guy. Yeah. Just. <laughs> Well, let's move on to the end of the season roundup, where we tally. Oh yeah, who went extinct and why? Who had the over and under on uh, humans? I'm sure everyone placed their bets at the beginning of the season. <laughs> okay. Wow, a lot came out. They all died. Uh, first up, Caribbean monk seal. Melissa. Humans. Atlas bear. How did they go extinct, Melissa? Humans. Caspian tiger. Humans. Tarpan. Humans. Carolina parakeet, which honestly I forgot we even did. <laughs> How'd they die? Humans. Dwarf hippo and giant lemur of Madagascar. Humans. Pied raven. Humans. Irish elk. Can't say for sure yet, but could have been humans. Rocky Mountain Locust? Humans, by accident. Sabertooth Tiger? Can't say for sure yet, but it humans could have been involved. If you're keeping score, that's eight for humans and two for question marks, possibly humans. Wow, impressive. So just to you know, quickly review, humans were responsible for almost all of them, with the exception of Iris Elk and Sabertooth Tiger. Humans played a role in their extinction, but we can't say for sure yet if that was it. So we're still verdict still out on those. Yeah. Uh, for the rest, across the board, it was a combination of overhunting and habitat loss. And there's some. There were also Melissa some very creative extinctions this season that we are giving special awards to. Yeah, there were some really unique ones. We'd like to award the bronze medal to the tarpan. Yay! In addition to being hunted, it was also crossbred into extinction. 
Yeah. Uh, silver. <sighs> the silver medal goes to the pride. Who is it? Tell me. I can't wait any the longer. The Pied Raven. The Pied Raven. Uh, beak taxes help to extinct this unique bird. Yeah, what a weird element. That and came out of nowhere. And the gold goes to the Rocky Mountain Locust. Farmers accidentally flooded their breeding site, causing a complete eradication of the species while they were sleeping. Ooh, bummer. That on it, yeah, I, I I definitely agree with your gold medal ranking here. Okay, I because, wasn't sure. Yeah, no, because that was by far the most interesting actual <laughs> extinction story. Yeah, because locusts had everything going for it. Yeah. This great sneak attack, you know, hit them while they're down, uh, you know, strategy that was just randomly wiped out. Whoops. <laughs> so year in review, what do you think, Melissa? I, I, oh, <laughs> look, I think it was our best season. I I really do. Well, yeah, no, I like to pat myself on the back, too. Just a second. <laughs> I, you know, over a hundred people listened to some episodes. So I bet good. I don't have access to that information. No, I wouldn't. Wouldn't crush your spirits like that. But <laughs> I had a great time this season. I'm looking forward to a next season. I'm plan. We're we're planning on doing it, right? We're just taking a little break. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Any last parting words? I think that's it for me. You know, uh, have a good summer. Stay cool. See you next year. <laughs> nice, nice. Keep in touch, KIT. <laughs> All right, Jack. Um, um, it's always sad that this uh, episode because we have to furlough all the staff. I yeah. Audio engineer, little Ricky. Um, <laughs> the uh, personal chef, um, Tanya. I don't. I don't know. What, I should have just a list of all these people. It's sad that you can't remember their names. Uh, there's too many. There's okay. too many today. They're playing me off. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you ag- again soon. month or two, probably. Okay. Bye. Bye. Peg Lake Deer Production.